Hello, and welcome to the CDO Magazine interview series. I am Mike Woods with Denoto. Today, I have the pleasure of talking with Ty Sonajeri, Director of Analytics of Akron's Children's Hospital. Uh, welcome, Ty, and thanks for joining. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. So, let's, Ty, let's just start with kind of uh, what do you do for Akron Children's? Yeah, so I've been at Akron Children's for a little over a year now. And we are focusing on really growing out our data analytics program. And so the subset of that is the data governance program and advanced analytics. And um, as we get more into the conversation, we'll talk more about how we engage our users, how we're growing the program um, and, and things of that nature. But overall, that's um, I was brought in to mature the practice and uh, become a more data fluent organization. Absolutely. And and certainly within the provider space, data is just exploding when you think of all the way from kind of wearables and 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 all the sensors just within the beds all the way. And I know that you've uh, uh, had a journey with uh, installing Epic, you know, kind of having then the backbone of uh, Akron's children. So how is all that playing into kind of your enterprise data strategy? How is that evolving over the years with all of this this change? And then where do you see it going? Yeah, sure. So I'll start with, at Akron Children's, we have three promises. Uh, the first is to treat every child as we would our own. Mm, the second is to treat others as they would like to be treated. And third, uh, turn no child away for any reason. So when we talk about our data strategy and EPIC and what that means, those are our driving um, pillars that we strive to uh, adhere to as we move forward. And so, yes, we use Epic, and we also use data outside of the Epic um, environment. And so we've done the best we can to, um, in some situations, marry that together to find insights. Sometimes we strictly use Epic. Sometimes we'll stay out of Epic. But um, using Epic to drive the data strategy is, um, is a very big piece of the puzzle. So that's kind of where we are now. Um, and I'll also add that we're moving out of the kind of just reporting phase. We're getting okay. more there ingrained with that advanced analytics um, and the data sciences. And so as we talk about what's next for our data strategy, there's a lot of advanced analytics conversations, a lot of data science conversations. And in order to get there, we need to get the foundational pieces right so yeah. that our data science, they're not they're not worried about profiling the data to make sure it's right, that we have a good understanding of um, the quality of the data, what the data means, and how they can utilize that data for um, for their models. Yep, that makes sense. So, okay, so let's let's drill down just a little bit. Uh, that, that's great. And, and by the way, Ty, I, I just I love talking to customers and people that are actually. Uh, uh, impacting the world, right? I mean, I, I can go talk to Kellogg and and you know talk about how they can sell some more Cheerios uh, 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 to it, but but the idea of of you know the, your your goals of of you know helping children like they're your own. I mean, that's just that's just awesome. How data can actually impact true you know people is just just yeah. awesome. It's it's amazing. Oh, and take a quick sidebar. Going into the hospital is one of the most fulfilling things like I get to do in my day, just to walk around and know that like there are there are kids walking around that there's something that we did 
whether it was from an operational perspective, whether it was a clinician had some questions about data and our team was able to support what they were looking for, or if it was a certain alerting system that we helped build any of that. And, and you know that how we did something. I, I might not know exactly what it is, exactly. but I guarantee that it's something. And, it, and it's it's literally amazing. It's it's one of the coolest things in the world. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, okay. So, so let's drill down now. So, so uh, all that's happening. Uh, um, and just a little background of, uh, you know, I, I've been selling data warehouses my, my whole career, uh, right? And so uh, uh, I'm always interested in kind of where this data lands. So let, let's talk about kind of uh, some trends that are happening and kind of where do they fall within Akron's children's, you know, yeah. cloud data warehouses, traditional data warehouses, uh, data lakes, uh, uh where do you guys kind of, where have you been? Where do you see that trend going within Akron? Sure. Where are you putting the data? Yeah, so um, historically on-prem yep. and um, obviously, right? So then over the last three years or so, I've been there for a year, so um, slightly before I started, we have begun working with different platforms and applications that are cloud. And, and that's not a problem, whether it's AWS, Azure, Either way, we're good to go. Um, our environment, we haven't moved um, our environment to the cloud yet. Um, and that's that's coming down the road and some of it will be driven by Epic's roadmap, obviously. Yep. Um, and, um, and so that's kind of where we're going for now. We do have an on-prem data warehouse um, and we have two or three different reporting tools and dashboarding tools that we utilize, including um, Epic's um, Epic suite of uh, tools. Sure. Uh, and so that's that's where we are now. So I would say we are hybrid, hybrid multi-cloud. <laughs> and nice. so that's kind of that's kind of where we live right now. And I think a lot of whether it's a hospital or or a company, right now, I think a lot of companies find themselves in in that area. Cloud's not new, but it's not definitely not old yet. And I think that companies are understanding how to best utilize cloud. Meaning, I think when people first get engaged with cloud, they're like, "Oh, we we just want to put everything up up in the cloud." Right. And that might not be the answer, and that's okay. Right. What's best for your customers? What's best for your bottom line? Um, those are the things that, uh, of course, are evaluated on a um, on an everyday basis right and so I think the learning curve for how to best utilize cloud is still is still ongoing yep. and I think that we are as Akron children's taking a look to see where we fit in that um, in that roadmap no question you know there's there's uh, uh, over my career uh, there has been this this push pull of integrating data right so so you can build a data warehouse but then at the end of the day either a new data source comes along or suddenly uh, you need operational data and so moving the data to then get it to use has always been a challenge so in in my career it's been you know we started with data warehouses then we started saying no a data lake is better yeah. you know let's get all the data together yeah. uh, um, my, my present kind of be denoto we talk about kind of a logical approach to kind of skinning that all together how, yeah. so you mentioned several databases you know places yeah. where data lives how, yeah. how are you kind of uh, uh meeting that challenge of of hey i need that data that data that data that data you know ty I, and i need it next week 
challenge, right? I wish I had a great answer for that one because like you said, it's a challenge. And I think that in my experience, using a data lake is oftentimes a great solution for that. Um, I've found that using a data lake as a place for discovery uh, of data, whether it be, um, you know, data science or just, um, I'll I'll say regular analytics, um, that data lake is a huge place for that. Um, Our our current roadmap, we take it um, as a one-by-one approach based on the current need and, and what we, and, and what we're trying to solve for. And we take that approach and also take a look at, well, how can this help the next request or the next project? And so that's how we build it out. So whether it's a, uh, it's a data mart or curating some data set that already exists, that's our approach for right now. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think that lots of maturity across the board for, for that practice, to be honest. Yep, it's a big challenge. Um, all right, so let's let's now get from kind of the, the the architecture side. Let's now let's talk about usability. You mentioned that you're moving from kind of a more traditional reporting uh, uh, to a more dynamic uh, uh, aspect. The, the the first challenge that I think a lot of our listeners would would have is is you know people are just used to getting my report. I know exactly the column that that, that my data is, and then and then fine. As you move to that that more dynamic, you really need to, you know what we call data literacy you know uh, uh, to 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 kick in. How are you guys kind of wrestling with that of of getting your users up to speed to, yeah, to consume this data? Yeah, so that's one of the most um, taunting tasks I think for any data professional. Yep. And I have I have two pretty good stories about that. Um, the first one um, is current state at Akron Children's. Um, we are building out and have implemented something we call the data wiki, and okay. it's essentially um, a data catalog, data lineage, data definitions, and data and reporting inventory. So available to anybody that's an employee at the hospital that we have the search functionality where they can go see uh, you know, where the data is at, what it, what it means, the calculation if needed. And uh, so that helps build up that data literacy, that data fluency, et cetera. Um, a few years ago when I was at Cover My Meds, we built out a tool that was called Cover My Metadata. And I've done a couple of talks on it uh, before because I it's one of my um, crown jewels of my career. So awesome. anytime I can talk about it, I will bring it up. I love it. Um, and it was a very similar tool. Um, it was uh, built, um, the figures on keyboard building was done by a gentleman named Matt McElhaney. And um, we basically socialized it and people were able to use it for a similar um, uh, similar uses. But again, pretty cool. Um, helped out with definitions and where things lived and uh, where things were on reports. So I think that is phase one, is having a tool that makes that data fluency, that data literacy, that data governance real. The second piece is having processes and audits around, is it up to date? And I wanna caveat that by it's impossible to kind of govern everything. You can't have people know everything. So you gotta focus on what are your critical elements? What's the most important data? That's where you start. And and from there, you know, if if you are doing a good job at getting that out there, then then maybe you can go on to that second layer of, you know, the B level data that 
isn't as important, but people still might want to know. Sure. Uh, so that's that's where I think it goes. Having a tool that makes it real, and having the process audit controls, and then training. Uh, our data governance team at Akron Children's, we spend a lot of time with different groups, training people on where to find data, what does it mean, and the process to change. And it's and it's one of those things. It's it's ongoing and it's constant. And whether it's the same people or there's turnover, it's it's constant retelling that story of right. where to go. It's important to use the term the same way as everybody else, if you can, um, across the board. Outstanding, Ty. Well, listen, it has been a pleasure to talk with you today. Uh, thank you so much for joining uh, to our, our listeners. I uh, uh, hope you enjoyed that and got something out of it. I know I did. Uh, if you want more of these type of interviews, please visit the cdomagazine.tech for additional interviews. Everybody have a good day. Thanks, Ty. Thanks, Mike. See ya.